Episode 84. Can you believe that? Got myself a new jacket here. From my boy Brad. He owns a secondhand shop. And he's pretty much my stylist. Ah. Alright, everybody. You know the routine. Get that posture cranked up. Grab yourself a beverage of your choice. Let's get serious. Wednesday morning. There we go. Okay, beautiful. I almost picked up another day laborer down there at Home Depot. And he said he knew English this time and he was going to chat it up. But he, uh, I decided not to go with him. So maybe I'll get him next week. But... For now, I'm going to take this jacket off. I got my boy uh, Delane Lemire in the house. He's uh, my native brother from Montana. Fort Belknap res, right, Delane? Belknap. is the <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. We'll talk to him about here the living life on the res and the difference of living on the res, but we'll get to that in a, in a bit here. I almost knocked myself out last night. Um Walking to get the TV because we shut all the lights off and it's pretty black in that house. And I was cooked. I was cooked from a bag of smoke. And we got this new little trampoline that has bars on it. It has a small trampoline, has a bar on it. And I was just walking with my arms at my side, maybe feeling out here. And I tripped on that trampoline and smacked my face off the uh, the bar. And I was just laying there in a ball on that trampoline. Didn't know if I was knocked out or not. And yelling for Mariah. And help, and she came and uh, she took care of me, so that's good. And then some news we got in, in here: we got uh, the UFC buying WWE. UFC owner Endeavor acqu- to acquire WWE in a nine point three billion dollar deal. Endeavor, the sports entertainment company led by Ari Emanuel, has acquired World Wrestling Entertainment in a Deal valuing WWE at $9.3 billion. The company's announced Monday. Why it matters in Denver. Endeavor will combine WWE with Ultimate Fighting Championships, a mixed martial arts league that Endeavor took control of in 2016, creating a global fighting juggernaut worth, worth north of $20 billion. Endeavor plans to spin out the combined company, which has yet to be named on the public market. It's expected to be traded under the moniker TKO. The all stock values UFC at twelve point one billion and publicly traded WWE at nine point three billion. The company said in regulatory filing Monday morning. When the deal closes, Endeavor will hold a fifty one percent controlling interest in the newly combined company. 
and WWE shareholders will hold the remaining 49%. Endeavor will appoint six board seats and WWE all appoint five. Wow, that's fucking crazy. I mean, that's that's really good news for the UFC. It really is because they're going to, WWE's the king of promoting shit. Their shit's fake. Their shit is fake and it sells out stadiums. Sells out like football stadiums, like huge stadiums. So hopefully they do some more some cross promoting and stuff and we see more guys making some decent uh, checks from UFC going into WWE. You like WWE, Jax? No, I always thought that shit was gay. <laughs> Even when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, did you like I it? think it'd be I, th- I think if you follow the stories and you just kind of put yourself into like the <laughs> yeah, I no, know but did you, you like it or no? I never, I never really loved it. There's I'm some like, people that are obsessed with it, like that's their whole thing. Like, yeah, they collect t-shirts, and, and toys, you, and all that. You can say it's fake, but you see some of the shit they're doing. You see some of the shit Logan Paul's doing, and some of those. It's like, bro, that takes a serious yeah. fucking athlete, and they're taking some beatings. And I guess their training schedule is brutal. They're traveling all the time, doing all this shit. So I just, de- I definitely don't think that would be an easy job. Um, I've never been to a WWE event. If we uh, if we had the chance to go, would I'd we go? go? I'd go too. Um, I think it's cool though. What if like instead of you know when the fighters are at the end of their career, instead of like going to take a bare knuckle boxing mm-hmm. or get hurt even more, they just do WWE. Yeah, because the bare knuckle shit. Delane, did you fight bare knuckle at all? Twice. Pull up your mic. You fought bare knuckle twice, and yeah. uh, you when I I met Delane Delane when I was I think. 18 or 19 years old how did we meet again Lynn? i just showed up at the gym one day and i remember um getting choked out and you were one of the coaches there uh-huh. and then the next day we were like box and yeah he's so that was 2009 yeah and i always knew you were going to be a scrappy kid and you were just one of the just like toughest just durable durable kids and uh that was 2009 so i was 19 and did you were you just visiting Missoula, Montana from the reservation at that point, or how did you pop into the gym? Oh, cause um, me and my kid's mom, we like split up or whatever, and then she just told me she gave me, she's like, if you want a part of you know your kid's life, you'll come here right now. So I just packed up my shit, moved to Missoula. In Missoula, and I wasn't doing nothing, man. I'm just like sitting home, I was like fuck, I need to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just drove by Scott Street and I seen the gym, and I just walked in and. <laughs> let's this pod. Let's this pod. Let's. If the resiness comes out in our voices, let's let it go. <laughs> let Can it you go. hear it already? Fuck, I like it, though. Hey, Ooh, it. Fucking right. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Uh, we'll get to the res here in a minute. We got Costa, Paulo Costa. They're talking about Paulo Costa Comzot. Wow. Now, that's a sick fucking fight, dude. God damn it. That's a sick fight. Those guys could be very easily be champions right now. And I Comzot... I'm so curious if he's going to change his pace for this fight because he found out, I think, pretty quick. I mean, he's probably cutting a lot of weight versus Gilbert Burns, which made it a little different, probably zapped his cardio a little quicker. But he, I think he figured out in that fight, like, damn, I can't just sprint at these guys and take them out. I think before Gilbert Burns, I think he thought he could do that to everyone. Sprint at them, take them down, and beat the fuck out of them. And I think maybe he realized with Gilbert Burns, like, damn, the level's so high. So I'm so curious how he comes out against uh, Paulo Costa. I hope that fight happens, and I hope comes out comes out and does the same thing. He tries to just fucking blitz at him, take him down, and beat the fuck out of him. But goddamn, Paulo Costa is huge, is huge, is athletic, can wrestle like a motherfucker. He's a different, 
different animal in different ways than Gilbert Burns. He's a lot bigger. But who knows? Kamzat at that weight, not cutting as much weight. He could have better, better cardio and just be a freak of nature like that. Three rounds. Damn. I hope that fight happens. That's a sick fight. And then we got Dustin Poirier, Poirier uh, going in the commentating booth. I think on UFC 287. Is that is UFC 287 this weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Dustin Poirier might be in the commentary booth, which is Kinda sweet. Cool. Fuck, yeah. I mean, someone like Dustin <coughs> Poirier, who's just like a legend, really. You look at yeah. that dude's resume. And just super smart about fighting. Been, been around fighting for 20 years. So I always like when those guys are commentating because they always bring up things that... The average folk who've never fought or the average fan, they don't even they don't even think of. And they bring up that in the commentary booth, which I like. So that'll be good. We'll see how he does. Um, okay, so we'll talk about living on the res a little bit with my my boy Delane. Did you so, see um Osvidal said he might retire if he loses? Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean I mean he's like he's almost forty. Yeah, has a he's, couple al- more he's fights almost in him. forty. He's almost forty. It's like he's been fighting so fucking long, and he's not the type that seems like to be taking care of his body all the time. Maybe he is now that he's older. But you watch some old YouTube videos of Mazadal and Colby. They just eat like shit. They sleep like shit. Being in Miami, they party, and I think that kind of stuff's going to age you away faster than not. But I think Mazadal does does pretty well. I wonder what he's done with a lot of his money. But he's got a nice estate. We're seeing on the embedded. And uh, he's got that his new promotion. Hopefully that takes off. Uh, I'm sure Mazdal's pretty well off. That fight against Nate Diaz, he, I bet she made. I bet she made close Millie, to to Millie. More than that, really? Dude. Yeah, probably five six. Because he was one of the ones that wasn't the champion that got to deal with the UFC. One of the rare ones that gets part of the pay per view. And there's not many people that have that. I think Dustin Poirier is another one of those. He doesn't need to be champion to get a cut of the pay-per-view. So props to their managers for getting that deal done. But uh, living on the res, Delane. Um, what, are, what are some, first of all, we'll start with some good things about living on the res. Um, you know, honestly, like, I think, you know, it's always separated me, like, being, like, a fighter. It was, like, uh, ra- being raised traditionally, like, old style, like, going to sweats, sun dances. And, like, that's, like, the main thing that's, like, and a, when you're talking a sweat, what does that consist of? A sweat lodge, you know, it's like, you know, it's like enclosed, like little, like, it looks like a small, I guess, tent. Teepee? Like, no, no, no. Like a, a round, oval-sized oval tent. Mm-hmm. And then just like, it's like a prayer ceremony. They have four rounds. They bring in like hot rocks. They cook it on a fire, like each round. And so, you know. Like, so it's, they it's bring awesome. in, how do they bring in the hot rocks? Pitchforks. Pitchforks from outside the tent? Yeah, there's like a fire pit, like there's the the, the sweat lodge and there's a little altar where like the pipes go then the um the fire pit and then they bring how many people are usually in a tent man it depends you know sometimes there's it's like packed where you can barely even move and sometimes there's like four or five of us but and packed. then each round is how long oh it depends it depends on who's running it because like there's like spirit, spiritual leaders are just like chiefs like leading the round and they have like things to say songs they sing and it's just like it's, it's hard, man. And people talk about saunas, like, you know, like Joe Rogan always talks about saunas, man. They, those are, like, not even close. They, like, so it's probably over 200 degrees in there? Easy, man. Easy. Like, there's been somewhere, like, you fucking, like, you can't even move because your ears will burn. You're fucking blistered. Like, fuck. It's crazy. And you're having to push yourself mentally in the chief. And depending on who who's running it, they'll push you hard, hard. Yeah, just because they, like, that's where, like, they give you, like, 
you know your toughness your strength the way they talk about like not giving up it's all it's the mental thing you know like they said our warriors this that's what separated our warriors back in the day because like you're sacrificing something of yourself for the greater good you know and i always thought about that like i can't if i quit this then how the fuck how the fuck can i fight mm -hmm. damn that's pretty badass yeah. so how, sometimes how long what's the longest session you've done in there where you're like having to really dig deep and keep yourself in there. Oh my God. There's some, some, some old guys when they get older, man, they fucking talk and talk and talk. And pretty soon like the, the oxygen, you know, cause it's, it's in clothes, it's dark as shit in there. Like, you, you know, the oxygen is right. like, fucking just get over with like, you like curling up, laying down. And like, I don't know, man, probably I swear like 40, 40 minutes for a round. Like, Jesus. So you go in there and sometimes maybe the guys go in there and they're not super hydrated. Like they just got done with a six pack of Mountain Dew. Uh, you can see, man. You know, honestly, it's crazy because, like, you know, I've been around sweats for like guys, like big tough guys, and like, as soon as the door closes, they fuck. They're the first ones that run out, run out, and I was yeah. like, fuck, I could never do that. I'd get teased so much if I did that, man. Yeah, like similar to the cold punch because you you've been doing the cold punch oh the last God. couple nights. Yeah, all like those that. things though, all those things that they're not like damaging your body really, but they're they make you tap into that mental toughness. It is, and it's and all can, breathing. It's honestly like it's like controlling your breathing and just like focusing. Like you, I mean, I think it was you or Leo that taught me that in between rounds three deep breaths through your nose and out and it helps you calm down and everything and you just like think like oh fuck, okay i got this yeah i remember i mean i remember you'd come in and we would beat the fuck out of you <laughs> and you would stay yeah. in it you would never give up you would never bitch out you'd never try to skip rounds you're always such a tough fucker man i, I swear like you and like you guys always thought you guys baited me tough, but I think you guys just showed me my toughness, like how far I could really go. And I remember Leo saying, like, I just never thought he liked me, man. And you're like, fuck, he's a dickhead. Like, why? But he always told me, like, no matter what, you always got back up and kept coming forward. He's like, no, nobody at your weight class is ever going to hurt you like the way we do. Yeah. I mean, that's another uh, lesson Leo taught me, too. Like, Joe Riggs, I, when I went back to Great Falls, Joe Riggs, Diesel Riggs said, man, Leo came in and beat the fuck out of some of my guys. I'm like, bro. He didn't do that because he dislikes him. He did that to teach him a lesson. He used to do that to me when I was 18 years old. He'd pick me up in his car, bring me to the boxing club, and beat the fuck out of me. Like, yeah. Drop me with liver shots. Drop oh. me with even head shots. Walk, step back, count eight, get me up, and he'd do it again. Bum, 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 bum. And he's like, no one's ever going to whoop your ass like I whooped your ass. So if you can take that from a heavyweight boxer, you can yeah. take it from anyone. And it was true. And him digging my body so much and, and like – Body shots are going to empty someone's, not not only their gas tank, but mentally they're going to break people, break people, break people, break people. Even with Sugar, a lot of people think he's just such a good KO artist by finding the chin. But a lot of the times, we're trying to go to the body for the first 10, 15 minutes of the fight and really break down the person's body, break down the person's body, and really have it open up a KO later in the match. Yeah, but I learned some great uh, lessons from Leo, too. Yeah, for reals, man. And, like, that's the thing. Like, those body shots, like, fuck. And he's like, oh, give me, like, a few more seconds. But, you know, like, yeah, yeah he, he was he was ruthless, man. Yeah, both you guys, man. You guys are fucking bullies. Yeah. But I think, like, at the time, like, me and, like, Travis were the only amateurs that were able to train with you guys, you know, the pro guys. Mm -hmm. and at the time, Missoula was, like, at the top of top. Like, we had all the pro fighters. Like, fuck, it was Back badass. in the day in Missoula, when I was, yeah, 18, 19, we had some that was a good fight team for being Missoula, Montana too, a, a city of, I don't know how many is 40 to 50,000 people, but there were some tough motherfuckers Real man. with Lloyd and then Jory and all these guys, but back, back to the res. What, what's okay. So one good thing is you learn to be tough through the sweat lodges and like, you know, our traditions, our cultures and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. You make, it makes you proud to be 
a part oh, of it. Oh, for reals, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, our Sundance is too, like, is our highest, like, highest ceremony. And that's another thing, like, yeah, that's like. What's the great. Sundance? It's like a four day fast. You know, like, there's people like, you know, you commit to do this. You're like, giving something of yourself. Like, say somebody's, it's like a life or death thing. Mm-hmm. Say somebody's like really sick and like, um, they need help. So you go in there, you sacrifice your body, you know, your mind <clears throat> for the greater good, hoping like to get results. So, you know, if somebody has cancer, you go do that. And then it just, it's hard. You're fasting four days. You're, you're sitting there in the same spot, like dancing, like, praying. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. You Is that to every see. summer? Every summer. Every summer yeah. they have that. And it's a four day fast and they do a powwow and stuff. It's not, it's not even, it's not even powwow. It's like, uh, it's very strict. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's rules you can't like. It, you know like uh you can't have pop or any kind of any kind of food around like a certain area you know like people are in there dancing you can't like i don't know if you ever come up to montana i'll show you it's yeah. like it's a life changer one thing i wish on the res because me and uh jx went back to the res last year to do a little seminar for the kids oh yeah north dakota i seen that right yeah, yeah that's cool. and i wish that i wish there was more like with the tribal leaders and stuff more spreading the word about good food and helping people eat Good. the thing is like honestly like um you know from you know from like the way my mom was raised like uh you know they grew up on government food and stuff and nobody nobody showed us how to eat like correctly when i remember i moved to missoula i was like such like wow, okay i used to struggle losing like 10 pounds but like i didn't know how to eat correctly you were just mainly cheetos so reals ramen noodles and like you know i knew i had drink water i didn't drink pop or anything but like never knew how to eat like clean i guess yeah and then when i finally figured it out like when i was in cali they come back and like i try to help my family they think it's like so foreign and so weird man like hippie yeah yeah it's like fuck it's not even like that man like for real it's like so on the res when you're a tribal member because i i have a tribal membership at the res but i never really lived on the res so do you get does everyone get food i mean monthly stipends for food no they used to like give out like call like commodities like government government rations or whatever I mean, you could go apply for that if you want, but like, um, no, you don't. You know, I always hear about like people talking about like, are you guys rich? Do you eat all these things? But like, no, fuck, not where we're from. Like, you know, we don't get much, you know. Because you pretty much, it, on your res, you got one grocery store? It's off the res. It's like three miles off the res. So pretty much if you're going for snacks, you're getting snacky one night, you're going to the gas station. For reals. And now the gas station, all I have mostly is fucking beer, chips chips yeah. and snickers <laughs> yeah slim jims what's you usually go to if you're stopped by the gas station oh, and man. you get snacky probably some fucking jerky and then some chili fritos <laughs> <laughs> and then what kind of drink uh you just water or some uh vitamin water or something stop, I, I, stop I try, the soda I, yeah i really don't drink the soda i haven't drank soda in a long time fuck that soda. what did that guy say we were with some snackies yeah some snackies <laughs> oh shit um and another like one of the like i guess the third like thing i'd say good about the res is just like um the like the love you get from people like the loyalty you know like i have like blood family but i have a like adopted family like that just took care of me like you know what i'm saying like yeah close like man like but then you were talking about having some enemies too on the res oh it is i mean like every other res it's like that lateral lateral oppression man we talked about like opening a gym like i've tried for years and years and it's like the, the old school mentality, like these old school boxers, like, oh, MMA's gay, or, you know, they just talk shit, man. Like, mm-hmm. always just hating, like, everybody. MMA's rest, gay. Yeah, they do. do they, they say they, that. They, they do. They, they think it's like weak, like, you know, they like, cause they grappling. Throw, yeah, they think you cause, throw hands. Yeah, it's like, man, I swear to God, if I was a fighter boxer, like, I would fucking buck you up. You have no idea. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, they just that old school mentality. Even like, I have a good friend. His name's uh, Miles Work. He's a fucking, like, he went to uh, U of M 
or like I don't know, he's an athletic trainer. He's a CrossFit guy. He changed so much, but like he got so much shit because his old school like prison workout guys. He's straight like fucking heavy mm-hmm. lifting. Like so, he, I don't know. It's just stupid shit. Like so, you were saying sometimes even you get like death threats or people threatening to stab you. And- oh yeah, bro. So like you know, I swear to God, I don't even know why. Like I, I even I don't feel like I'm nothing special. Like I've done what I've done off the res, but like every time I fight, I always get like I hate like anxiety looking through my phone like. Weird, like, death threat messages, like, people just talking shit, like, saying they're going to, like, pull up and stab me or just, like, mm. dumb shit, like. Well, know, are fuck. you smashing too many of the native women? <laughs> <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, how about some bad things about the res? Some, uh, some shit where it's like, fuck, dude. It, just like I said, like, just that lateral oppression, man. Like, you know, like. What's nothing, that mean? Like, you know, like, um, lateral oppression. Like, we're just, like, crabbing a bucket kind of thing. Just you know. like, oh, they're on the res, fuck them. No, like, we're on the res together. Like, they're all, like, just, like, if somebody, if you see somebody getting head, they'll, like, straight bring you down, like, straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing positive. If, if you see someone getting head. Oh, getting ahead. <laughs> getting ahead. <laughs> I'd probably do that, too. But uh, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm just jealousy, man. I think because, like, we're so fucked up. Like, we're so, like, dysfunctional. It's hard for us. hard for people. I mean, not me, but, like, just I'm just saying, like, it's hard for them to see, like, somebody doing good. Like, that should be me. Why not me? But, you know, we understand, like, choice. Like, people go out and get it like i fucking i literally fought for everything i had and like people think i had it easy and they it's just hard for them to accept because they they, it's you know a lot of them um you know we like growing up and if you're a good athlete or a good fighter you they never 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 give you credit like always just straight talk to you like oh you ain't good as this guy or you're not as tough as your brother so a lot of these kids like they're wicked athlete you know ball players football players cross-country guys and they're scared to leave the res because they're scared of like failing Mm-hmm. You know, to come back to the res and people talk shit, man. You know, because I went from like fucking August, like smoking this dude, everybody all over my nuts. And a month later, I got fucking knocked out and everybody like laughing at me. But mm-hmm. this is how it is on the res. Is alcohol pretty bad? <clears throat> oh, bro, it's so bad. You know, it's like, it's, um, that's like one, like probably one of the bad things, like alcohol and drugs. Like, you know, most, I never. Most people are going and, and just getting booze. Yeah, a lot, man, and like the drugs too, man. You never like you never realize how much people are like on fucking pills and meth, and like it's just it's just crazy because like, and like it's like I said, we're just so dysfunctional. Like we have um, what the hell is that called? We're uh, man, I can't even think of that word. But it's generational trauma is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like from the border, like from Indians getting put on res and boarding schools because you think about it, that's not that long ago from you know me like my mom my grandma was like that boarding school era and my mom went through not shit, even a like, hundred years ago right? right and like i always thought i had like a hard life i was like fucking like you know when i was in a teen like resent my mom like poor me poor me like my dad was never around and like realized my mom's story like fuck like what the fuck am i crying for like she had a way yeah. worse and same, like same for my dad i'm like dude I'm oh like, yeah your dad like fuck God, he's the uncle damn. man yeah <laughs> your dad's busy he's cool yeah but i mean you know it's just like that they say like generation trauma like that it's it's easy to get a quick fix you know that's it's easier to numb your pain than like you know to face your own reality you know like mm-hmm. fuck and then well it's just like what else is there to do on the res it's, fuck, for real, it's, nothing, it's like man. you go get your alcohol and get fucked up and, and it's just a repeat every day and it's like a life of the party and like it's hard to get out of it because like you know the reason you're doing it is so like you're not like you know you know you're fucked up and everybody else is doing the same thing so like all right like fuck let's get fucked we're, we're fucked up together so let's yeah. get fucked up and have a good time is there much weed on the res um yeah there is there's you know since it's recreational there's like a little like weed store like right off the res and you anyone can buy it 18 old yeah. or whatever but it's like it's like i mean it's still legal on the res because we're like a sovereign nation or whatever but like everybody fucking goes and buys weed all the time yeah yeah and uh so you guys can 
you can hunt whenever you want. You can go kill. kill no, animals. I think some some reses are like that, but like um, ours is like from September until like uh, December thirty first. Okay, so that's pretty average hunting season. That's pretty long. So you can't yeah. go just shoot an antelope whenever you no, want. No, you have to have tags. But like, I think fucking, Wolf Point, you can do that. Yeah, pretty sure Wolf Point. But you have to have tags, and like, man, we have like antelope, uh, elk, deer. We have buff- two buffalo herds. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a shit little fucking game. So the tribal council or whatever, they're trying to do the best they can, but it's just hard, huh? Um, I don't know, man. Like, like nothing's ever gonna change because that with the council, like, I mean, they're not. I mean, they are my leaders, but they're not. Like, I have like chiefs like that are traditional. Those are my leaders. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the council, like, it's uh, the voting thing is like a popularity contest. Nothing ever changes because the same families get in because they're, they're big ass votes. And they should have like some young minds in there, but like nothing's ever gonna change. Since I've been there, they have like maybe two more stores that's been open. Like, fuck. What kind of stores? Uh, another gas station. And they have like these these uh, small businesses that are open. I mean, they're big businesses. They're doing a lot, but like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, the res is a whole fucking different life. If you've never been there. If you've never yeah. been around it. It's a it's a different world up there. It really is. And like, honestly, I'll tell you a story. Like, you you're like why? I remember I told you yesterday. Like the reason why I started fighting again. Like when I was a kid, I used to, you know I come from a family of boxers. My great grandpa was a boxer. My dad was a pro boxer. All my brothers boxed. Like, but I was never raised around my dad. And I, I quit boxing. When I was like nine, and then um, like I said before, I moved to Missoula. A few days before that is like you know I still I love I used to love powwows, man. Like for the food, for the chicks, like it was fucking awesome. And then the like my, one of my good friends died. He was like my idol, bro. Like my big bro, and um. You know, like, I don't know if you ever had, like, dreams and, like, actual, like, like I wouldn't say they're, like, visions, but dreams that, like, they feel real. Like, everything feels real. Oh, yeah. Wet dreams, too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, fucking, um, he died, and it was, like, two days before the power. It was, like, the night of, like, it was, like, a Wednesday night, I think, like, the night of his uh his funeral. And after, like, I was fucking just tired, man, and I was sleeping. And I remember just, like, having this fucking crazy dream. I was, like, looking, and, you know, like, when the uh, sun sets, the trees are just moving, and, like, this girl like hooked my arm and we start walking and fucking i don't know what pain like i don't know what it feels like to get stabbed but i seen people get stabbed and like i just fucking like felt this thing go through my chest and that girl started screaming bloody murder and i fell over and like i was getting stabbed to death in my dream and i woke up and i sat up like last thing i remember i was getting stabbed in my hand and i woke up with my hand up where i was getting stabbed and i didn't think anything and then the next night the night before the power same exact dream and this time like i got stomped to death and like fucking like scared the fuck out of me my mom took me to see like one of my my grandpas and he's like you just gotta be careful man like somebody's like people don't like you like you gotta be careful and then that's what my kid's mom called and i was like fuck i gotta get out of here and i didn't go to powwow for like 12 years just because like not because i'm scared of anybody but i can never imagine leaving my kids alone because i know how fucked up the res is yeah and like i swear every year since then every year since then i have the same like dreams about like getting like killed Mm -hmm. man it's crazy man i can't explain it like i think that's what that's what's also that was always a big driver like why I wanted to be so good at fighting because I couldn't couldn't leave my kids, you know. So, what kind of stuff did you earn, like, kind of learn from an early age? Because you came straight from the reservation and started hanging out with us a lot when we were in Missoula, and we were all pretty nice and goofy and, and just kind of. Did we teach you that it's okay to be nice and goofy? Yeah, and man. Just, like, fun? like, like I said, like, um, you know, growing up, like, because I was always, always, like, no, I wasn't the best, but I was always a good athlete, always good at boxing. But like on the, on the res, they don't ever give you credit. They don't ever build you up. And so everybody's just so afraid to leave. And, like, I remember, like, you guys kept constantly building me up, telling me how good I was. It's like, fuck, like, what is wrong with these guys? Like, why? But I realized, like, you guys showed me it's okay to be positive. You know what I'm saying? Give people credit when the credit's due. Like, 
you guys showed me that it's okay like to fucking yeah be myself man like yeah fuck yeah and then we started traveling around a little bit to different fights and definitely some good memories fuck for reals man like some, and it was just like i said like i never like never would have imagined and it was just from like having people like you like constantly it's in my ear like positivity man remember that like my very first fight that choke you showed me a week later yeah. <laughs> yeah and just like i never thought like me like the shit i went through coming from the res like i never thought i'd be able to fight all over like portland seattle like la like you know on the east coast i never thought it but like it just i pushed my my pushed myself like disciplined mm -hmm. myself you know and then for a year and a half you went down to california yeah and then you trained at uh dan henderson's gym. oh man that was that was did you learned some good lessons there fuck yeah i did yeah and hendo and did you get to have some encounters with hendo yeah i did like he was pretty cool man like um you know because there's so many mexicans down there everybody thought i was but then once he found out i was native he'd always like you know he wouldn't have like long conversations he'd just come over and just like ask me questions but he said his grandma was like uh native from oregon and like he liked my sister's beadwork i think he bought like some shit of that but like he just always asked me questions about the res and stuff but he was cool man like he showed me a lot of cool like wrestling stuff yeah that's bad i definitely think like whoever you can talk to at, at your uh at the res there and get get a little place going for youth to go and learn just some basic jujitsu learn yeah. some basic jujitsu learn, learn learn striking because you got you got skills that not many people on the res have and you could give it back to the younger bucks like we were talking about Real. i think you should do it and that's like what i want to do like you know because honestly like i don't see myself fighting anymore especially if i'm living on the res man like it's hard to compete at a pro level living on the res so like now i just want to like teach because like yeah i don't want to like just fucking get fat and happy retire yeah. every time i seen you booking a fight and i knew you were living on the res i'm like for like dead serious like every fight like I, as a pro like i have like five losses like two of them i truly know i lost but those other three I know it's because like I, I wasn't like truly ready. Like I lost fair and square. It is what it is. But I knew if I was living like training like I used to or how I should be, I wouldn't have lost those fights. But like it yeah, is what it I is. mean, you're on the res, and then you get a text. Hey, you want to come fight this guy for two thousand for fifty? And I have that, like that like, red that resi that resi ego. Like fuck that. Let's go. Like all I need is one punch. Like fuck yeah. Yeah, let's two thousand bucks to fight. Who cares? Fuck yeah, let's go. We usually fight for free. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, so. All right, well, I've been looking into some, I've been doing the Mountain Valley water, which is nice. It's fucking expensive, and they deliver it to my house in five-gallon jugs. And I was looking into last night, uh, I didn't know it was a thing, but sunlight charging your water. Sunlight-charged water has a powerful antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial properties, which is great for your body skin, as per books of Ayurveda. Drinking this water daily may help in curing Digestive issues such as heartburn, ulcers, improves gut health. Sunlight has always been a great source of vitamin D, and thus sunlight-charged water was also a great way to boost strength and bone health. It was majorly used for treating skin issues like rashes, skin allergies, and also helps in naturally giving a healthy glow to the skin and helps in hydration. However, one must seek medical guidance before switching to this water source of healing. So that's pretty interesting stuff there. To prepare this magical potion at home, take a glass bottle, fill it with water, and place it under sunlight for a minimum of eight hours. Traditionally, this water was kept under the sunlight for three days for eight hours. Avoid refrigerating this water. It reduces the health-enriching properties of the water. Damn. So I'm going to start putting my shit out there and cooking it in the sun for a couple days, and I'll let you guys know if it's doing anything. But uh, you been drinking some good water, JX, or not really? Just go to the little um, water nice place and that's it. And what do you Sometimes get? they have spring water. Sometimes they have alkaline water, but 
Whatever they got, man, give it to me. Straight out the it's hose. It's working. What about you, Delane? What about on the res? Tap? No, you can't drink. No. If we, I swear, in Montana, if you go to res, you always have to ask, can I drink the water? And then tell you, no, don't drink this shit. Oh, it's pretty much just fucking oil. It's bad, bro. Like, it's pretty, like, I don't know, man. We have, like, horrible water. Like, I mean, there's some places on the res where they have their own wells. Like, it's great, great water. But, like, most time, like, if you live in, like, in communities, you cannot drink the water because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like in in one part of our southern community, like there's a there was a huge mining thing, and like it was like back in the day, like it was like crazy even take showers in it because it was so fucking bad water. So that's crazy. You guys don't even have a grocery store on the res, so you have to drive how many miles to the grocery store? There used to be, man. So like, you know, I live in the agency now, so it's like three miles off the res. But like, you know, I used to live in the southern part of the res, and that's like forty miles away. But to go to to go to Billings or Great Falls is like three miles each way. There, how many? Three miles or three hours each way. Three hours and. That's where the nearest grocery store is? No, there's Haver, but that's an hour and a half from like... So hour and a half to go get your fucking groceries. So do people usually do one grocery haul a week? Yeah. And they cruise out there and they just stock up on Tony's pizzas? Fucking <laughs> like dumb shit like that. Yeah, because they say like they don't they don't know. And a lot of them like, you know, I think my res, I I'm not too sure about this, but I think we're like second lowest in like poverty, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like they're on government food stamps. So like they don't know how to like shop correctly, man. Like, so they're just loading up on shit and like... I don't know, man. God, I would love to see a, like a vlog of oh my god of someone going and and what they do in a nice little shopping spree for Fuck. the week. When I first moved to Missoula, like because you know what I'm saying, like because we were going through, we was, I was young, you know, so we were on that shit too. And I remember being in Missoula, fucking, we just load because that's how we all I knew how to shop, man. Like my cart was just full of fucking like because our just, gift cards, were <laughs> yeah, <that> <laughs> they were fucking. It was just full of, like pizzas, like oh. frozen foods and shit. And I seen fucking powers come in. He just looked at my cart and I felt so shitty. He's like, fuck, I don't know how to eat, man. Like, Yeah, I remember one time in North Dakota, our little cards renewed and me and Leo went to, right after Wayne's. We got cheese string, we got cottage cheese, chips, ice cream sandwiches, um, all this shit. Right the day before a fight, too. Yeah. And I gassed out so fucking bad at that fight. Thankfully, <laughs> I was fighting a puss like, to put him out. But uh, that's another thing you could help with the young bucks. <clears throat> Having your... your gym out there is just teaching them how to eat healthy and how to yeah that's what i mean when i moved back to missoula i wasn't going to school to become a nutritionist because i realized how important that shit is you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah that's yeah for real because us 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 natives we get fucking we get love handles oh fuck bro even if i have a six-pack i still have my my love handles bro that shit don't go away yeah with your six-pack but i swear to god uh the power we get a lot of power from our punches <laughs> yeah. from those love handles <laughs> fucking dead serious when i lost dead my serious. love handles i couldn't fucking bust a grape dude oh when i'd us. go to 155 i'd lose my love handles and i'd hit people with shots that usually floor them and it was just bouncing off i'm like what the fuck dude I lost know. my fucking tits and love handles fuck Okay, here we go. I was watching a show. A, a new show came out on TLC, and it was kind of fucking interesting. It's called Brother Husbands. So it's not sister wives, but it's brother husbands. And it made me start thinking, what was the belief with Mormons about having multiple wives? Because Mariah's parents live in Utah, and it's full, it's a city full of polygamy where they have multiple wives. And uh, let's read this little article here. Why did some of early members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints practice polygamy? Some leaders and members of the church practiced polygamy during the mid-1800s because they were commanded by God to do so. See, sometimes I feel like God's commanded me to, to get more puss than one. You ever feel like that? Yeah. You got to speak into the blue light there. 
Yeah, I yeah. I swear, I swear, Tim, when I wake up with a fucking bone bone every morning, <laughs> that's God. So marriage then between one man to several women was according to God's will. You guys think you could handle several wives? No. Man, you know, honestly, I think Mormons, like, they, they, they copy, like, natives. They thought natives, it was all just a sexual thing. But, like, native men, they had multiple wives for reasons. You know what I'm saying? To like, keep the tribe running. Right? They had one that took care of him. They had one that took care of, like, the, the home fire. One that took care of, like, they had different roles. It wasn't just beside. It wasn't, yeah. But, and but, with, when the, with the natives, when did that start changing? Where it's like, okay, now we're going back to. As soon as those bitches put us on reservations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started tightening it up a little bit. Yeah. Got a little bit jealous because they had all the women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I could have multiple wives. Fuck, I, I don't know, bro. I, nowadays, like, no way, man. Like, holy shit. But I'm curious the beliefs that the the Mormons have and in, in what the scriptures say because obviously those women make it a priority to get along with each other and have a calm household. Like, if you're not doing it for the religion and you don't have these scriptures to go by, then you're just going to be doing it out of nowhere and there's going to be just so much jealousy and you're sleeping with her tonight. You're sleeping with her. I can't even imagine trying to, trying to do it, especially like four wives, four wives, and like throughout the week you stay at a, a different wife's house, and yeah, I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah, like, don't you think like you'd have a favorite one too? That would be, you know, what I'm saying that'd be better. One that really sucks yeah. to be good. <laughs> you know, like maybe fuck, and I just that'd be too much to handle, bro. Like fucking. Well, maybe you have one with a big fat ass, <laughs> and you have one with a little ass, and it's just you're going back and forth. Yeah, I would be. I would love to sit down with a a guy who's a a polygamist and and just see how he handles it all. Yeah, that'd be interesting. See if they have team meetings. Okay, so so marriage then between one man to several women was according to God's will. Though all the reasons for this commandment are not clear, some reasons are understood. For example, the Book of Mormon teaches that men should have only one wife unless the Lord commands his people to raise up his unless the Lord commands his people to raise up seed unto so get the seed spread. The practice of plural marriage by early Latter-day Saints did cause a surge in the number of children born during that era. Another side that the church looked into is the fact that polygamy was practiced by many known biblical figures, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David. In this context, the early Latter-day Saints believed these ancient principles and practices taught by the Bible must be restored and adapted by the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. Whatever the reasons for the practice of polygamy, early Latter-day Saints strongly believe that they were following God's commandment, and in doing so, blessings will come their way because of this obedience they showed. Okay, so the, the blessings are coming the way because of it. And who who's to say that those those sister wives aren't happier than a most normal one? You don't know. You don't know. They could have their little family of five. They don't have to deal with this fucking moody husband every night. They get a break, and they get provided for. So who knows? And then JX, you sent me that that, that thing on Twitter about uh, Sean and Danny and Danny's oh, yeah. Danny's Tinder saying we're looking for an open-minded girl. <laughs> yeah, every, all out. the MMA pages were like <laughs> posting it. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> and it was her Tinder saying we're looking for an open-minded girl. We'll bring you to dinner. And people are saying cuck, yeah. cuck, but cuck is I think cuck means when you want to see your wife get fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, like you'd sit right there and watch your wife get fucked. So I that's don't know what, what those people is. are saying. I think that's what and they think they do. Like that's in their head. That's what they're into. Yeah, but looking for, oh, like so Danny would be the cuck. 
It may be. Yeah, I think yeah, you can go both ways. But the, I think they were saying it for Sean. Like, oh, Sean's weird. He's into that shit. It's so funny that people see that and they just automatically start hating. Like, I know. Oh, that's again. Oh, that's fucked up. It's like, dude, come on. Ask yourself if you would like a chick, two hot chicks, yeah, with their pussies wet, wanting to fuck you, and you'd be like, no, that's too <laughs> fucked. No it's way, like, dude. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. And look at the fucking porn history you're probably looking at, and it's probably way fucked. And when you're, I hate to say it, but a top G, when you're top G, maybe you have those kind of opportunities once in a while. And it just rubs people the wrong way for some reason, huh? Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they obviously in their head, they don't, they don't know. Like they, that's what they think. It's so foreign to them. Like, yeah. What? You can't have two pussies at the same time. Yeah. It's against the Bible, man. It's not though. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Spread the seed. What polygamy was like for early latter days? The practice of polygamy faced fierce objection and resistance in its early years. During its introduction, yeah, we go on and on about that, but that's interesting. And I really want to interview a Mormon guy that has multiple wives. Really bad. Love to hear about that. Hit you up on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know where to. I don't know where to find them, but I'll uh, definitely keep looking. Okay, this is Instagram post here. Humans will achieve, this is from wealth at wealth. Humans will achieve immortality in seven years, says a futurist. The most famous futurist, Ray Kurzweil, predicted that humans will achieve immortality in just seven years. Kurzweil believes that advances in genetics, robotics, and nanotechnology will soon allow nanobots to run through our veins, repairing our bodies at a cellular level and making us immune to diseases aging and death while some may take this prediction with a grain of salt Kurzweil has a track record of accurate predictions including the growth of the internet and the shift to wireless technology do you think this is possible well yeah it's fucking possible but how soon is that going to happen and then how how affordable are they going to make it or are only the billionaires the elite people going to be able to afford that immortality it's kind of scary, though, because once they figure out that and that really starts to happen and that really starts to become more available for people, how many humans can the world hold? Like 14 billion, 20 billion? How much, how much is it too much to where there's not going to be enough water and there's not going to be enough food and then things start changing? So that's fucking interesting, but I believe it. I fucking believe it. I've been wearing my aura ring. Sometimes I don't trust this fucking aura ring, dude. I'm like, how does this aura ring? I'm bucking around. I'm doing shit. I'm riding around shit. That riding around my bike and it's bouncing around. How does it know all the shit that it says it knows? I have trouble trusting this this thing. But um, Ryan and I have been comparing our sleep scores and stuff and trying to get them dialed in a little bit. But I don't know. I question it. I really <laughs> deeply question it. You see Trump got arrested? Yeah, why? Like for real, for real. I don't know. But they say he he looking up to what like a hundred years or some shit. In no prison? fucking way, bro. Did you see that? What would his prison be like? Just, just living like a king in there, huh? Or yeah, or they get to just transport him to his nearest suite. I wonder what the what probably the like, issue is. It'd probably be like on Goodfellas where he's like fucking cooking food. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Chilling, having hookers over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go with Trump. Takeaways, Donald Trump was arrested Tuesday. What you need 
to know about the arraignment and charges. For the first time in U.S. history, a former president surrendered to the law enforcement was placed under arrest. Criminal justice system into dramatically new territory, testing the durability of a courtroom rules and legal procedures. He's got to have the most fucking best lawyers on his side. Yeah, he has to. Here are takeaways from Trump, Trump's arrest. 34 counts in an indictment unsealed Tuesday. Manhattan District Attorney Bragg charged Trump with 34 felony counts for falsifying New York business records through a catch-and-kill scheme designed to conceal damaging information and unlawful activity before the 2016 election. Trump appearing in front of the judge pleaded not guilty to each of the counts. The crux of the case centers on $130,000 in hush money payments that Trump's then-fixer Michael Cohen made to adult film star Stormy Daniels. And I looked up Stormy Daniels, and she's a hell of a You know chick. who that is? OG? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prosecutors also outlined a $30,000 payment former Trump Tower to Dorman, who claimed to have a story about child about a child Trump had out of wedlocks. And they ref- reference a separate, separate $150,000 payment to former, former Playboy model Karen McDougal to silence her about an alleged affair prior to... Like, why, like, why are they even giving a fuck about that? kind of stuff prosecutors said the latter two payments were facilitated by american media incorporated oh okay so he paid he paid for his hookers or whatever out of some some different fund which owns and operates the national Enquirer tabloid there's no state law that prohibits hush money payments but bragg said trump falsified business records by concealing monthly reimbursement payments he made to cohan as checks for legal services by itself, falsifying business records is a misdemeanor under New York law. Bragg charged Trump with more serious felony counts by arguing the records were falsified. Damn, that's crazy. And I had to—I went to court the other day for or yesterday for my fucking speeding ticket. What they say? I pleaded not guilty. Really? Not guilty. <laughs> she didn't beat the case. Me, she didn't give me an option to do traffic school, and I'm like, I'm not just going to accept this when I want to do traffic school. And I got a lawyer buddy. We got to go back. But they they did my next date for court, May 4th. And we're supposed to be at Aljamain Henry. So I asked them to change it. We'll see if they, let's see if they grant me my continuance. You come back on house arrest. (laughs) Yeah, they said if I don't show up, there'll be a warrant for my shit. On fire. So I'm going to show up. Imagine Trump beats like all these cases. He comes back and becomes president again. (laughs) So is that not possible now that he's in court? I don't know. Because he has a record now, or what? Yeah, I don't know either. That would be fucking sweet. Comes back but and beats like, Sleepy Joe. Who you want? Fucking Trump or Joe Biden? Dude, Joe Biden, it's like that motherfucker isn't even there. <laughs> that video that I posted on oh Twitter. Oh, my God, bro. He can't even see. And and people that like like are big on supporting Biden or whatever, and I don't know shit about politics, they're just like, they look at him like, yep. That's oh, our fuck. guy. Oh, and they're good. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. He's good. It's like, holy shit, you guys cannot be very smart. Cannot be very smart. I've been uh, winding down at night with a little bit of the Eastbound and Down show. That's hilarious. Fuck that motherfucker. Dude, I was high last night in bed. Literally, Mariah's already sleeping. I'm like howling, laughing how he treats people and how honest he is with people. (laughs) Oh my God, it's too good. Yeah, he's hilarious, man. That's a good show. Okay, this is a interesting tweet, little thread here. Life at LifePad. Before you get married, you should discuss bills, 
career, religion, finance, dream home, political views, parenting style, family influence, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, family health history, partner expectations, beliefs to be instilled in your kid. Love alone is not enough. God, isn't that the fucking truth? I mean, I've been watching um, Love is Blind, and these people talk to each other in like these fucking pods for I don't know how many days. And then they decide to get married. And you see people like that all the time. They'll they'll say, or I'll be like, how long have you guys been dating? Six months or a year. And then they're getting married. They're signing a contract with this person. A very heavy contract that's hard to get out of. And you don't even fucking know this person. So I thought that was good. Talk about fucking bills. Talk about how you guys are going to split bills. Or are you going to split them? Or is one person doing it? So if one person's doing it, then what are you kind of, how are you contributing at home? And then religion. And then the big one too is just like parenting style and family influence. How were your parents raised? Because, I mean, you don't even know someone until you, until you start going through shit. Until you guys get in a fight or someone's hungry or someone didn't sleep good or you did something that they didn't like and see how they react. People get married before they even go through any of that shit. No wonder most people get divorced. So I thought that was good. Childhood traumas too. People that have childhood traumas and they never bring them up to their partner. And that's a, like, subconsciously that's what's controlling their lives is some of those childhood traumas and they, and their partner doesn't even know. That's another big one. And then beliefs to be instilled in your kids. Have it, having a kid. But, oh, yeah, we've been dating a year and we're having a kid. And then... You guys fucking have explosions on how to raise that kid. One parent's being too stern. One parent's not being stern enough. I guess that's a whole nother thing. So I thought that was some good, uh, good advice there. Uh, another thing I was talking, uh, I was listening to the Naval podcast, and it was talking about how it's just so important in life, in life, and if you want to be a su successful entrepreneur or you want to do anything, how important it is to get comfortable with frequent small failures, like frequently failing at something and not let it demoralize you and make you stop. Just like, it's okay. I failed here. I'm going to keep going. He talks about that a lot more. So if you guys are looking for someone to listen to, he's a little bit deep, but he's very, very smart. Naval Rav Kant, I talk about him a lot. Um, Yeah, what else is going on? I got... Uh, been training, been training hard, been feeling good from that EMF machine. Still looking for a house, waiting to see if we get approved for a house. Uh, what's been going on in your life, uh, Jay? Your Prius shit out on you? <laughs> yeah. when I He said this thing could go out any time, so I'm just rolling the dice every time I'm riding it. <laughs> I remember when I was driving my green Prius that for a while there, when all the lights go on, it's like an emergency. Yeah. And it's, it says, pull over to the side of the road. I'd, I'd just drive it for a while. <laughs> That's what I'm just doing. Do that. The guy's just Is like, all the lights on? All the lights are on. Saying you need to not drive. Because it's like a certain piece. And there's like, this is the most expensive piece on the Prius that usually gives out. It's like 1500 or something plus the labor, probably like another 500 So is it the battery? No, it's called the ABS. I don't know. It's some, I don't know. It's not the battery. Some part, he just said it's ABS. And um, yeah. He's He's gambling. Like, just taking a risk. Just taking a risk every time. <laughs> At least you live live closer to the gym now. Yeah. You don't live way fucking in Timbuktu. Downtown and shit. But other than that, just same shit. Just fucking training and staying consistent with our shit. Yeah. Delane, so how do people on the res, what kind of like 
what do most people do for work? There can't be that many jobs. Man, I mean, <clears throat> like I said, one of the bu businesses that started is called Island Mountain. And they, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain what to do. They're like, they're not like telemarketers. I don't know, but they have like this huge ass like floor where people are on the phones with people. And I don't know what the fuck exactly do. And other than that, there's like tribal, tribal jobs, but like, man, it's hard to like fucking, you know, make, make a living off like 12, starting out $12 an hour, $14 an hour. But the higher ups, the ones in council shit, those motherfuckers make so much more money. Like, well, they get that tribal money, right? No, we don't like fuck. I used to, when I was a kid, people talk about per cap, man. I used to get like a hundred bucks a year and I thought I was rich, but now I get like fucking $25 a year. 25 a year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go to Cali when I live in Cali? $25 a year. Because <laughs> people used to get monthly, right? No, not my tribe, man. No, yeah, they were always stingy. But that. yeah, I think like it depends. Like I think Fort Peck, you guys had, and like in Crow, like there's people that have like oil, oil rights or big casinos. Like my little sister, she's from Fort Hall and she's like a casino tribe. She gets like, I think like every few months, but like living in Cali, man, working for one of those reservations, those motherfuckers are rich. Like they get $250,000 a month. Like, could you imagine that shit, bro? Wait, like the res gets two fifty a month down in California. Yeah. Like I worked in uh, right outside San Diego. It's called Sequan Res, and like then it was like one square mile that whole res. Most of it was that big ass casino. But those motherfuckers were rich, man. Some like, reservations get some serious yeah. money that they have to spend each year. I think. Fuck that! I, I wish that was us. Like Christ, I think. What would you buy? Some too. new Nikes? Fuck no! I'd probably buy a house, man. <laughs> some new Jordans. Some, some clean water. <laughs> some yeah. <shoes. laughs> get all my kids some shoes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, does it just depend on what tribe you're from? Because I know people yeah, from here in, that get paid. Mostly in Montana. Like, I mean, mine, no mine, and like closer ones, like we don't get shit. You know, like it's like poverty is pretty low. Like you drive through it, like it's pretty crazy, man. Like seeing shit, like yeah. Because how many? You got four kids now. One yeah, on, well, three, but one on the yeah, way. Any day and now. then now you're Grandpa Delane. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, listen to this story. So, my <laughs> oldest boy, he's a senior and he had a kid. His, I have a granddaughter, like so. And then I have a daughter on the way. So, yeah, my granddaughter, my daughter, they're going to grow up together. And he's oh. a senior. So, when, at what age were you telling him you should wrap your pickle up? Man, I told him as soon as, like, you know, they went through puberty, like 14, as soon as they started getting hairy balls and voice mm -hmm. changes, I told them, like, I explained things, you know, because, like, once I think, like, you as explained a kid, to him, like, if you yeah. bust in a girl's vajay. Yeah. And I like the thing is, like, I, you know, like, I know I, as a kid, you don't, you really don't understand things. But once you go through puberty, you know, you have your own choice, like, choice is everything. No matter what, I always told him, like, no matter what I tell you, if you're going to drink, you're going like, to, if I, if I tell you not to drink, you're going to do what you want to do. Choice is important, important, and, like, you know, know. I, I mean, mean, I'm not like when you get horned up though, yeah, and you stick that boner in a wet puss, it's like there's salt, <laughs> it's addicting, bro. It's like, god damn it, you gotta pull it out at the end, though. I know, but especially if there's alcohol involved, though, it's easy to just fuck oh it. Oh my god, and like, you know, the thing is, like, I'm not like, you know, it happened, everything happens for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, creator makes no mistakes, so like, my granddaughter is a blessing, and like, I just want the best for him, like, I'm still not give up on his dreams, you know, because I fucking man, I, I fought professionally for like fucking almost 12 13 years with three kids you know but i still like did what i did yeah like, you can't like let nothing hold you back it's just like you're gonna have to work harder yeah that's how i'm always just like when i have a baby i'm just how what age am i gonna explain to them i will try to be tactical as i can about it but i just it, like i said just like as soon as it's like my boy i mean with my boys it's it's funny as shit but when my daughter like she's eight years old so i fucking dread that day like oh god 
you know <laughs> so do, you, do they have sexual education on the res oh, i mean i think so but like when i was a kid, like when we when i was going going to school and stuff like it was like i mean you already know about sex because like you're so advanced on the res like you know what i'm saying you grow up fast like well kids now especially with the phones fuck for reals man i remember like getting like find books look at like you know what i'm saying yeah i didn't even know what a bj was until seventh grade <laughs> Someone's like, BJ. I'm like, what the fuck's a BJ? Yeah, man. And I was figuring that out. And then I remember in eighth grade, a girl wrote me a note, pretty cute girl. And she, at the end of the note, she said, you be the six, I'll be the nine. We should do it sometime. <laughs> like, wow. And I didn't know what that meant. <clears throat> man, yeah. It's just, like I said, like social media, it changed a lot, man. And like, I don't know. It's just, we're so advanced. Like, um, you know, coming, you know, from the res, going to Missoula, like I, it's crazy, like, seeing all that people, like, my age or older, like, not having no kids, you know, but they just on the res, like, I feel like I was a late bloomer because I didn't have a kid until after I was high, out of high school, and it's just, like, fucking crazy, man. I think my senior class, majority of the girls were pregnant, and, like, a lot of the guys already had, like, kids on the way, like, it's just wild to me, man, like, thinking about it, like, fucking crazy. So you've been down here for a couple of days, now you're just crashing at the gym. What do, you, what do you think's different about, like, this place? Everyone's pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah, it's pretty chill, man. I like it, like, really nice people. That's what I, like, what I miss, man, like... Just being in this environment, the positivity, you know what I'm saying? You're choking each other up in the day. Like, it's fucking fun, man. Good conversations. Like, yeah. It's fucking hot as shit down here, though. It's Jeez. not even hot right now, dude. Man, bro. I can't even, like, usually like, I have to sleep with blankets, but like, I fucking sweat all night. And every time I start put my gear on, we start running those, like, laps, I fucking, like, just start sweating, like, man. so bad. Like, fuck. Sweating out that uh, Indian taco grease. <clears throat> fuck, for reals, man. You do many Indian tacos? No, I mean, I... I I think honestly, like from growing up around it, like fried bread's good, but like it's not something. I, I think it's overrated. You it's know? heavy. I mean, it's so good. Like I only eat it one. I only like eating it with soups. You know what I'm saying? But like, I I try to stay away from bread, especially like that kind of bread. Like a good Indian taco, dude. Oh that'll God. put some fucking tits on you faster. And oh fuck, for reals, man. Like the one with the beans and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just like a taco, but it's like yeah, fried bread. Yeah, good. and like it's. So, I swear to God, like there's other like we have some traditional foods that are really like really healthy and stuff, but like most time it's like Indian tacos or like tacos and like soup so don't you don't know. even <clears throat> there's not even a place to go go grab tacos or or hey let's just go grab some food is there little restaurants have, around there or um, cafe or they anything? have like one restaurant but it's like a hit or miss like uh one of my relatives owns it but like it's hit or miss expired like, foods no it's just like they're just their their own hours and shit like i don't know like they, they, they sell coffee and shit but also this dude like he's, he's like a big ass like old school like bus he sells like food out of there and like he has like good ass food but it's like so like it's like powwow food man like that, that's the best thing about powwows for me as a kid was like the, the fucking the sugary drinks and the food man donuts like, and oh not even donuts bro like fucking uh chili cheese fries Oof. and then tacos they call it uh i think it's like a fry bread burger that shit will fucking change your oh. life <laughs> it's so bad for you fry bread burger wow yeah. Oh. yeah but i mean yeah we don't have that and like off the res there's like one like a pizza place but like they know they they can kind of con their only restaurant so they fucking dickheads with their hours too so most people like they drive about an hour to the city to have her. it's not even a city <clears throat> a small town to have her to go eat and stuff so how many so how do you go about getting a girlfriend there on the shit man i don't know back in like it's so weird to think man because like my kids nowadays like <clears throat> you know because i was with my kid's mom for like fucking 12 13 years and like you know i never really was in social media and like skin back into it you know you know ask a girl for a pic you know like they're like what kind of like, what the fuck do you mean like i want to see your face and oh. then, you get, like, then you get a nude oh. and like you'd like like a few pictures and then you're in i told my kids man you guys are so lucky because like all you have to do is like a few pictures and you guys are in like back in the day like fuck you had to have the balls to go up to a girl oh, and, like, I know. 
right? Like and Snapchat now, you can. So I'm stupid, confident, man. man, in that thing. But yeah. in real life, I'll just fucking melt. And it's so stupid because, like, man, back in the day, like, you had to, you didn't know, like, if they even like you back, you go up, you have to ask, shoot your shot, and like, fuck. I think maybe that's why kids are like so soft now, man, because like once they are rejected, they're not used to it, man. Like, fuck. Yeah, for sure, dude. Fuck, crazy. So on the res, yeah. So you maybe maybe you're going to the gas station for some snackies, and you run into a little native girl, and you talk to her. But now there's Instagram and yeah. Snapchat. Yeah, for but real. back in the day, no, for real. Fuck. Yeah. So riz res. <laughs> Risen up on the res. But I don't know. It's just like I don't, it just I don't know. Like <laughs> it's crazy because like um I love basketball. You know, I used to be a basketball player, but like I kind of like. Don't like it because they they glorify these high school kids because that's the greatest thing they they like this, the reservation has their most excitement you know what I'm saying like fucking shooting the three pointer right bro the like they on. fucking like man the whole tribe shuts down during terms and stuff I mean I love it for those kids but they build them up and soon after they're done with high school they lost all their glory and they don't know what to do with themselves like. so the, they probably don't even have any wrestling on the res it's no just havers the closest for harlem wrestling. harlem is right off the res but like they have a good program but like not many like man harlem produced so many like state champions and they never really acknowledged because all it's a res place all they acknowledge is basketball players god dude you need to do the little gym oh for real you I need to, to do man. it just give give kids a fucking option you know yeah for reals man like I, I said i trained with some like they're just naturally gifted they don't even know how good they are but they just don't like i said like i always knew if I had the same opportunity on res I did off the res, like fucking, we'd be great. Oh but like, yeah. yeah, and I don't know, man. I, I that's I think maybe that's like why I'm back in my path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good though, bro. Uh, UFC this weekend, I'm fucking fired up. God damn it! Watching Gilbert Burns train and just watching how a little bit Mazdal's a little bit older. How old is Gilbert Burns actually? He's probably like 36, right? He dude, he looks Mid fucking fit. I feel like Gilbert Burns is going to get it done. I feel so too. Uh, I really man, do. I gotta go for Masvidal. I mean, I'd like. To, I would love to see Masvidal fight for the title, and maybe even eventually get it. it would be fucking sweet. But I think Gilbert Burns is going to have a pace that Masvidal is like. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep up with. Uh, Masvidal is thirty-eight years old, and Gilbert Burns is thirty-six. Um, so it's if I had bad. to bet money, I would probably bet on Gilbert Burns. And then uh, we got Izzy versus Pereira gonna be a crazy fight oh my god that what's his name alex prayer he's fucking scary man <clears throat> yeah he really is okay all right ladies and gentlemen that was beautiful uh episode 84 and then if you want to support the podcast you can check out patreon.com slash redhawk academy i've already this month put up two videos and two more videos are going up this week and I'm going to keep pumping the content out on Patreon. That's uh, where my ultimate supporters are. And then this week, those T-shirts, the new these new uh, T-shirts are coming out. And they'll probably just be for sale at the gym for our members and for sale for patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy. So check it out. Uh, I appreciate if you guys could shoot a comment, shoot a like, and uh, hit the subscribe button. Thanks, Delane. Thanks, Jay. Love you, boys. Love you too, bro. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah. All right. Peace.